0: Hey everybody and welcome to the Rangers Today Baseball Podcast. This is episode number 72 and today Joe Barlow. Joe Barlow's going to follow us, uh, is going to come on with us from spring training where Jeff is right now. But hey, this spring training episode is brought to you by Premier Properties. Whether you're buying, selling, leasing, or you need property management, go to Premier Properties at swdallasrealty.com. That's sw like southwest, dallasrealty.com or call me I'm part of it. And if, hey, listen, in all seriousness, if you've ever thought of investing, that's what I want to touch on today. A lot of people look into investing in real estate. I have been doing that for 20 years as a realtor and helping people invest. I've got clients all over the world, not just in the United States. I've got people overseas that invest reach out to me, reach out to premier properties. We'd be happy to, to help you. Uh, just it, it, it's free guys. We'll sit down and talk about what your goals are portfolio wise. And uh, you know, Jennifer Wilson's already going to try to bug me about it. Cause, uh, Jeff's already told me that she's, she's ready from, uh, to, to get in to be a real estate mogul. Jeff, you look like you're wearing a jacket. I mean, is it cold?
1: Well, I tell you what, it, it is cold. I have on a sweatshirt, a hoodie. I have on my heated vest it's it's not on right now. Uh I had another jacket on. Uh yesterday I had to borrow a jacket from the Rangers because I, I under uh under underpacked on the way on the way to the ballpark. Uh wore my stocking cap out there today. It's it's really uh windy. Um it it it, it had been nice over the weekend, you know, and um and and then it kind of started to cool off a little bit last night. The wind kinda picked up a little bit. Um, and then today it's like 50, 52, um, windy as heck and, um, just really not a pleasant day. Uh, the Rangers didn't do much outside today cause the winds were so strong. <laughs> they did do pop-up drills, uh, which is pretty entertaining, you know, just uh, <laughs> they, they took advantage of the wind to maybe get a little practice in, uh, um, but you know, there were no, no live batting practice, which is uh, always a little disappointing cause, uh, um, it's good for video and it's, it's good, you know, get guys talking about how they're feeling and all that stuff. But, um, yeah, today, today was cold, uh, tomorrow, uh, it's going to be a little bit better. Uh, I leave, I leave tomorrow night. It looks like, uh, the weekend will be decent. Um, but you know, you got to get to March in Arizona. That's what I always say. You got to get to March. There's always a couple days though. They're like this where they're off the field. There'll be one day once games begin the whole, the whole area gets rained out um, that's just kind of the way it goes. But, um, you know, I still, I, I, I guess I need to go to work for the city of surprise and, and, and the state of Arizona but, you know, I, spring training is great. Spring training here is phenomenal. So, um, come on, come on out and then, and, yeah. and, and if you can't do it this year, do it down the road, but it's, it's just a great time.
0: It's worth, it's worth the time. Well, look, this is the first week of full workouts. So the, the, if the position players weren't there, they are there now. Now I know a lot of them were already there last week when we were talking about it. By the way, guys, this is Wednesday. Um, hopefully, this will be out Friday or Saturday. Um, we we could only get Joe today, so we went ahead and taped it today um, to get it going. But uh, anybody show up that wasn't there last week? Now that you're starting to see everybody there.
1: Yeah, everybody's here. You know, they started showing up over the weekend. Um, yeah, you know, Seager and Simeon were started to show up. Uh, Simeon. Uh, came in on on sunday most most of the guys who hadn't been here uh arrived sunday um and, and you know it it, it kind of it builds up usually and it's been it's been a different spring in regards to the build-up because um of the super bowl there generally was a, a shortage of hotel rooms and and uh, accommodations. And so uh, a lot of the pitchers didn't even come until the day before workouts. So, um, but yeah, Monday they hit the field, uh, the first full day of, of, of you know, the first full squad workout is always a, a, a busy day as kind of a, a spectacle. I wrote, you know, there's guys moving around all over the place, balls in the air, all kinds of things are happening. It's, it's fun. If you're a baseball fan, um, and uh you know the most important thing of course on day 1 is is nobody get hurt i mean that's the most yeah. important thing in spring training uh but it looks like they they managed to do that and um you know there's uh there's a good vibe here um the the guys seem uh, you know it's spring training everybody's happy but they seem uh pretty focused i would say on on what they're doing uh, kind of a quiet confidence i think they know they're good i think they 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 saw the, the offseason moves, what what's brought in, what the offense did last year, what another year of experience will do for the guys who are young and but are coming back.
0: Yeah.
2: So I
1: think there's a a belief and a confidence that these guys are are gonna be are gonna be good.
0: You know, um let me let me ask you this. You wrote about it a little bit, but tell me about Bochi um and what do you, what do you see how What's he doing during the day? I mean, I know he's got a golf cart. Those knees aren't the greatest uh, that he's got. So, we're, is he like just going? You just kind of seeing him everywhere. Is he just zipping around everywhere? Or Tell me what he's doing. Well,
1: you know, he he, he doesn't really take the golf cart except from the clubhouse, uh, back and forth, um, or if he has to go from the the four pack of fields uh, right. on the, the back fields to the main the two main fields on the back. So he'll he'll go to he'll cart it there. But uh, you know he he walks around, he goes up to the cage, you watch guys hit, he'll watch guys pitch. Uh, he, he really likes to focus in on guys. He watched Jack Leiter the other day and uh, our, our guest last week and, you know, said that he doesn't, doesn't know how anybody, how you could throw the ball better than, than Leiter threw it. Uh, I guess that would have been Monday. Uh, um, so he, he's definitely, he definitely gets around. You definitely know where he is. He's just got a presence about him, but you know, it's, uh it's laid back. You know, there's, He's a he's a big guy and you would think just looking at him you you know he you'd think this is a big and, and intimidating guy and maybe he can be big and intimidating but he's really laid back uh likes to laugh uh tells funny stories so uh the first impression has been really good but you know his first speech to the the team uh, I haven't heard it in full, you know, my detail word for word, but apparently it was really good. And, 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 and the young guys apparently really bought into it and, and everybody just seems ready to go.
0: Okay. Let me ask you about the Now, everybody, the whole big drama of last weekend, but he, he was out there throwing the other day, day before yesterday. Does he have a bullpen scheduled coming up?
1: Yeah, he's, he's going to be off a of mound Thursday. Um, when did he start throwing? Uh, boy, Sunday, I think he, he threw for the first time, just a light catch. He's thrown every day since, kind of stretching it out a little bit further and further. Uh, and he feels fine, so they're going to get him off of, off of a mound. Thursday, he's probably a week. Uh, you know, he didn't do anything for a week, so he's probably a, a little bit behind the, the rest of the guys. But uh, I think I mentioned this last week, he threw six bullpen sessions before he came here. So they feel like they're not missing anything. It's, it's not a concern. And, and so, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm flying, I'm flying out Thursday night, but I'm not flying out without seeing Jacob DeGrom throw a, a a pitch. And so right. uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad they accommodated my travel schedule with that. Uh, <laughs> well, they
0: look, they got with Rangers today and asked what we were doing. I told him the other
1: day, I was like, when are you going to be off the mound? He's like, Oh, maybe Thursday. I was like, well, that's the day I leave so let's let's get it done so he, he obviously listened I <laughs> yeah. uh, really appreciate that former former guest of the show so uh, Absolutely. but he's, he's been great you know I mean I know he he did not want to get off to this start I mean it's could have sure. it was terrible timing like if it was next year and this had happened it would, nobody would have really thought about it you know but right. it's it's his first day of his first camp with his new team after signing for 37 million dollars a year. And and he and they hold and him the, out. So and, and, and his boss recognizes.
0: throws him out there by saying, "You know what? Just chill. I mean, you got a little tinge there. Yeah. No well, point nobody, hanging nobody, around."
1: Nobody in New York chilled. Yeah. know So <laughs> I, I and I think he's I think he's uh you know acutely aware of of uh his standing with the Mets fan base right now. Um, sure. And you know he he doesn't want to say anything bad or or anything like that. And because he's I don't classy. Um, but he doesn't seem like the kind of guy that does. He just seems like a you know normal, a normal guy. I mean, I, I know he's not normal because he's the best pitcher in the world. But he's, you know, you can talk to him, and and I think he's at ease in the clubhouse because there's only four beat writers here, and and yeah. whereas uh, with New York it would be a lot more than that. So uh, he's, uh, I think he's, I think he's going to be comfortable here, and I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing him thursday and i'll I'll have videos of it on the YouTube channel so That'll
0: be. By the way, go there follow you go. the YouTube channel, guys. You need to go follow it. Those shorts are doing great. All the little things, and we're gonna have two. We'll have two cameras going here in a few weeks. We're gonna be out that's there with right. two going, so those shorts are gonna be yeah. good. But so you know, everything I see, everybody that's taking pictures of him or anything happening, he seems to have a grin on his face. He's happy. Um, you know, like you said, four beat writers, whatever. I think honestly, just a good guy. He's here. I mean, the media is blowing up in New York over the fact that he. He had a little twinge there, but I'm going to tell you what. Every team in Major League Baseball would love to have Jacob deGrom with a little twinge on his left side and maybe not throw in the first day of spring training.
1: So. And everybody would have done the same thing.
0: Absolutely. They would have all done the exact same thing. They're, they would have done it with Verlander, Scherzer, with any of them. They were going to do the same thing.
1: They'd do it with the last guy in camp
0: absolutely no it's 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 nonsense and bs to go out there and throw if you're just feeling something just rest good god it's bad weather
1: yeah exactly exactly all right
0: I'm so who else. else we need to talk about then i mean um have you had a chance yeah, to talk you to know,
1: um grossman the have the you talked to him men, i'm sorry
0: have you had a chance to talk to grossman
1: a little bit uh just just the day he arrived he's he seems pretty um he's a veteran uh he's he's went to high school in houston uh, Cyprus. And, uh, he, he's, you know, he, he played for the Astros and that was his first team. So he's, he's already, he's, he's now wearing both Texas uniforms, which is, which is good, but, um, he seems pretty businesslike, you know, he, he was excited to be here. All that stuff said the right things. Uh, but he, you know, he appears to be fitting in just fine. Um, the pitching matchups, uh, the pitching schedule, uh, for the first few games, uh, Mike Maddox, let me take a, a look at his sheet today. Um, it's uh, Glenn Otto is going to start the Cactus League opener Friday, and be followed by Owen White uh, on on uh, Saturday. Nate Ivaldi and Dane Dunning will be the first two pitchers. Uh, Sunday, John Gray and Cole Regans, who is getting rave reviews um, from from people for his his early showing in camp. And then on the 27th, which is Monday, that'll be Martín Pérez and, and Taylor Hearn. Um, you know, as we know, Pérez is getting ready to go to the World Baseball Classic. He leaves the sixth. Uh, Jose yeah. Clerk will go with. Him. There was some some closer uh, talk um, uh, with Bruce Bochy yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Joe Barlow could our guest here in a little bit could end up in the mix there, it's looking probably like Jose Leclerc and Jonathan Hernandez would, would be the guy Ian Kennedy. If, if, if Ian Kennedy makes the team as a non roster guy. Um, so they, they have some choices back there and, um, but yeah, you know, this is, this is always a a fun time of year. And now that the games are going to start, um, you know, things are going to happen, but you know don't read too much into the results. The first few times these guys go out, you know, they're still working on things as they say, you know, a guy may go out and throw... Either way. Only fastballs. Yep. You know, for Either way. However many pitches he gets, he may throw only fastballs. And he may get tattooed. But he's going to accomplish something there. So don't sweat the little... Don't sweat stuff like that. Um, these guys know what they're doing. And, um,
0: and, um, and yeah. vice versa of that. If, if Owen White goes out and strikes out the side on nine pitches he's also out there doing his thing. And sometimes hitters are working on something, maybe trying to, to do stuff. It, it, it's not while that's great. And that looks great and it's fantastic. And we're all happy and doing all of that on both sides of it, spring training, you really got to get into the games before you really start to see people They're, they're, they're getting to where they're, they want to make it like game situation.
1: And then, and then also don't, don't be lured into somebody's terrific spring performance out of nowhere. Um, uh, like let's say Owen White goes out and throws two perfect innings. He's not going to make the rotation. He's not going to make the team. All right.
0: Exactly. Uh, you
1: know, there, there are guys who, um, you know, if, if, uh, if Clint Fraser is hitting 400 going into the last week of camp, he still has a lot of work to do to make the team. So, yep. you know, and, and, and these games, the stats are, are, are hard to, you can't really judge by stats because, you know, when, when, um, the backups are in they're facing backups sure. you know some of them may be facing guys who have never pitched above a ball you know sure. and of course you know of course the guy who's been a triple A and maybe had a cup of coffee in the major leagues is going is going to own that guy yeah. so it, it, it's really you can't read a ton into the stats you know if if now if it's last two weeks and pitchers starting pitchers are dialed up and they're going five innings and you get a guy who's just smoking everything then yeah you can get excited about it but uh it's still it's still, even then there are guys who are still trying to work on things. So, um, yeah. you know, I, especially if they TR, know they've made called, the team TR in his last uh, memoir called the uh, uh, spring training, the greatest marketing ploy in, in sports history. <laughs> and it kind of is, I mean, you know, it's great for tourism, uh, but you know, it, it does generate interest in, in, in the teams and, and everything. But ultimately all that matters in spring training is health and and being able to command your stuff and Ws and, and Ls do don't that, count. That's that's all that matters.
0: Yep, Ws and Ls do not count. If the Rangers lose the first seven spring training games, it means nothing at all. Uh,
1: yeah, if they go if they go thirty two and zero, it means nothing.
0: It means nothing. Doesn't mean that they're they're coming in and they're going to win. It means nothing. But don't get me wrong. There's good and bad in every game that they're going to be watching. There's going to be guys that go 0 for four that are going to impress the hell out of Bruce Bochy and go the or way his it, the here. way his at bats were, the way he worked the counts, whatever he did. Anyway, so look, we we're we're fired up. I know you're fired up. You get to come home for the first time doing that. Um, anything else we want to talk about before we get Joe in here?
1: Uh, no, I think I think we're we're pretty covered on the on the major league side. You know, it's um it, it's going to be yeah you you know sit back and watch and 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 have have a good time and uh yeah like i said i'm i'm out of here on thursday the, the 23rd uh, which is tomorrow um uh, which if you're listening might have been yesterday right. uh, but uh, um uh we're coming back you know rangers and rangers today um, has a phone it turns out i have this phone right here that has a lot, a lot of phone numbers. So yeah, yeah. if something hits the fan, or even if I just need some questions answered, people are going to pick up an answer. So yep. uh, go ahead, uh, subscribe to Rangers today for five, a month, $35 for six months or $60 for a whole year uh, from like the day you sign up 365 days later, um, not just the rest of this year. So yep. um, it'll be, it'll be, February to February or whatever, whatever day it is you're listening to this, uh, you get great stuff. Um, yep. and, and, uh, you know, we, we have some opportunities maybe to get some more stuff, uh, happening here, uh, on the YouTube channel, which sure. would open the door to more stuff happening on the, uh, the website. So, um, yeah. look, it's worth it. And it's so much cheaper than everybody else. So,
0: um, hey, give absolutely, it a, give it a whirl. Yep. Hey guys, listen, we're going to go to Joe Barlow here right now, but like he was saying about that on sponsorships too. Um, you know, sponsorships too. If, you know, if you're, if your business or your company, you know, they're wanting to throw some advertising dollars out there and maybe they want to do something with the Rangers and it's just a little, uh, you know, too much money to go out there to Globe Life Field, but they want somebody that has the end with the Texas Rangers and working with them. You know, point them our way that's a good way to get some uh, free subscriptions maybe to the uh, website if, if your company does something we'll work some stuff out but get them a hold of jeff get them a hold of me uh you can email jeff at, at jeff at jeff wilson at, uh, rangers today.com uh we'll be happy to put some proposals in front of them and come out and meet them but right now guys in this premier property spring training spring training coverage we're going to be back right after this and talk to joe barlow texas rangers right-handed pitcher Rangers Today Spring Training coverage is brought to you by Premier Properties. Whether you're buying, selling, leasing, or have someone manage your real estate, Premier Properties is the place for you. They've been serving the DFW area for over 30 years, plus they manage my properties, so I should know. If you have any real estate needs, call them at 972 298 That's 972 298 or Go to swdallasrealty.com. That's SW, like Southwest, dallasrealty.com. That's Premier Properties, your Main Street Realtor. All right, guys, and joining us right now from Surprise, Arizona, sitting with Jeff Wilson, who's there covering the team, it's right-handed pitcher Joe Barlow. Joe, what's going on, bud?
2: Uh, Just trying to stay warm right now. We got some cold weather that has came through the last few days. Hopefully, it'll warm back up to the 80s. It's been, it's been awful.
1: Uh, I mean, it was, it was nice Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. It was okay yesterday. Right. Decent. But then today it's like hurricane, not hurricane, tropical storm force winds and it's chilly and it rained. And so it screwed up the whole schedule today. But, um,
0: did y'all work out at all?
1: True. He threw yesterday. He threw live yesterday. So, so he was all good. Um, yeah. So aside from being cold, Joe, how was, how was camp?
2: Um, it's it's good. It's been super fun to be able to connect with some of the new guys that have signed with us, the Evalds, the Degrom, stuff like that. It's been it's been a fun experience so far.
1: Yeah, Evaldi, we talked about this the other day. Your locker, your, the splitter. Yeah, is is and that's I mean that's, I mean he has a lot of pitches, but that's one that you're seeming to dig into his head for.
2: Yes, sir, for sure. Uh, almost every day I have something new to ask him about about the splitter, um, especially throwing off the mound and especially yesterday throwing live to, to hitters just to be able to get a little more guidance on it. Um, stuff like that is obviously huge for somebody that's throwing a new pitch to have somebody there that's thrown it in the big leagues as much as he has and as good as it is. Um, just to kind of get some different ideas on how you want to throw it you know sometimes it's not the grip sometimes it's just like hey aim at the plate instead of at the glove or whatever that may be so it's it's nice to have guys like that was
1: this something you started working on in the offseason I know you you've tried it in the past um when you do decide all right it's time to go full with this split
2: um right when I was about ready to get get off the mound Uh, I decided to go driveline, opened up a a place in Scottsdale. And I wanted to go over there just to get some numbers behind my fastball, my slider, all that stuff after the wrist surgery, um, just to be able to gauge where where I'm at. And Chris over there mentioned to me the splitter. He went digging for some of my minor league stuff, Mm -hmm. and he came across the splitter that I threw four or five times. (laughs) Um, And he was like, hey, this could be something – interesting so we might as well while you got time yeah. throw it see if if there's anything there or not and uh the first the first time throwing it off the mountain there it was like wow this really could you know and then the second time it was like uh that wasn't like the last time <laughs> um so it's just kind of mixing and matching and being able to kind of play that that back and forth game with it to dial it in and make it more consistent
1: and how does it fit into your repertoire i mean it it goes a different way i guess then.
2: yeah um i think it will it'll be good because i don't throw my curveball very often so i was i'm pretty much fastball slider um and if you eliminate one you know you you got a decent chance of seeing something else um but being able to throw another off speed pitch that's not like the slider or the heater Um, It really changes the whole dynamic of an at-bat where they have to respect three pitches instead of, hey, spit on the slider, wait for a heater. Chances are you'll probably get one um, and vice versa too. So now it's, I think it just completely changes the dynamic of approaches, um, situations, stuff like that.
1: You mentioned, you mentioned the surgery and we, again, we talked to you about it the other day at your locker, but you had surgery on your wrist to help your thumb or in your index finger, pointer yeah. finger.
2: Um, yeah. So I had this thing we found out I was born with it from what we've researched. Um, it's called uh, Lindbergh Comstock syndrome. Um, I think they said like 25, 30% of people have it. They just don't know. Um, it's where the tendons and the pointer finger and the thumb are kind of fused together. And they work together instead of being able to separately move the top joint in the finger, um, which caused me to spike my fastball more with just the index finger. Um, And then the middle finger was coming off of it like you would normally. Um, So in that findings, yeah, we decided to just kind of go in there, clean up the tendon a little bit so that they could work separate and hopefully relieve the, the blister pressure ulcer issue from last year so I
1: guess, I guess i mean you've been pitching for a long time but i don't remember you having blisters was last year did it like does does lingberg comstock get progressively worse as you get older uh,
2: yeah that was interesting too because that's what we brought up too is like why why now um and if you remember i had a little bit of an issue with it in 2021 when i got called up i went on the 10 day for right. for a short period of time um and I think we kind of chalked it up as like in the big leagues, it's not you pitch and then you get a day off. Um, in the minor leagues, you rarely go back to back days. Your workload is just looks a lot different. Um, and then when you're throwing good in the big leagues, you know, they, they, they get you the ball as much as they can without putting you in a bad situation. Um, so I think just the workload management of the finger could have, could be the reason why it kind of popped up now and not in the past
1: so you you came up you saved a bunch of games you saved a bunch of games last year and you started dealing with some things um how do you see your role this year in the bullpen and I, and, I, and everybody talks about the starting pitching the bullpen's got some great arms and it's it's not just at the big league level there's some guys in who are going to be a triple a who have great arms but how do you see you fitting in or do you really even care
2: yeah, for sure. Uh I mean it's it's definitely an interesting dynamic how people kind of have like the pitching staff but it, they've kind of made it starting pitching and bullpen. Um and you see how much starting pitching means for uh the bullpen and you see how much the bullpen means for the starting pitching. So it's if you don't have one then the other suffers. Um so I think with the the guys that we added this year is definitely going to improve. Um but going into this year, yeah, I'm not really setting any expectations of like what innings I'm going to throw or how I'll be used. Um, I'm just going to try to come in healthy, be able to avoid that finger issue that I've had to deal with the last two years, um, and I just I just trust trust the staff with making those decisions. Um, I think it gets really distracting when you try to. Um, worry about those things that you don't really have a say in. So I just try to leave that to the coaches because I don't want to be the coach, you know? So, um, but I, again, I trust that they'll have my best intentions in mind and uh, hopefully win, win a lot of games.
1: How How is the, the, the new pitching coach? Uh, he's, he's old to us. Um, previous guests on our show. How, how have you interacted so far with, with Mike? And then, you know, he
2: brought along a Hall of Fame brother too. Yeah, um, it's it's fun. It's they. Uh, you can sense the sense of seriousness in situations, you know, with the fundamental stuff, uh, PFPs and stuff like that. But they keep it light and fun a lot. Like we end every pitching meeting with a joke. Mm-hmm. Somebody comes up and tells a joke. So, uh, yeah, it's it's fun, but it's also, you know, we got a job to do. And if we can't do that, then you got to tone back the fun, I guess you'd say. Um, But when everything's going smooth, it's, you can, you can feel how fun things are. So it's a, it's a great dynamic, I think.
1: Yeah. The, uh, the thing that, I mean, he has been in the postseason so much. Then you have the manager who's, you know, had great starting staffs, but also could manipulate the bullpen. It just seems. Seems like it's a I don't know, exciting but a great recipe for for a team but also to be a part of.
2: Yeah, uh I mean I would imagine coaching obviously I haven't coached, but I would imagine coaching is similar to playing, you know, like you get a save, your first save opportunity, uh, things are pretty quick, the heartbeat's speeding up. Um and I would imagine the same thing as being the manager or the pitching coach when it's your first time in the playoffs and yeah your starter's doing good, but he's got two base runners. And now you got to, you got to start playing the bullpen game. Um, But as you progress and you close more games or you get more opportunity in situations, it gets more comfortable. And then you can really just kind of trust your, your practice and your preparation. Um, And I would imagine that's how it would be with, with coaching as well, that they can trust that they got the, the numbers or the, the information they need to, confidently make uh, the decision for that, for whether it's a bullpen um, change or whatever it may be. I think having that time being in world series, um, being a pitching coach in the playoffs really plays out. Sure.
1: Sure. Uh, Right now we're, we're looking out at the field. We're in a radio booth this week, not the, not the suite that we were in last week. And so uh, there, it appears that they're working on the pitch clock um, for, you know, games start, start Friday. Right. It's like, they're getting ready to get the pitch clock all fired up. What, what do you, you think of the pitch clock? I mean, you, you rehabbed last year, but you didn't, have, MLB players were exempt from it, if I'm not mistaken, but
2: right.
1: have you, has it been on your mind this, this, this spring?
2: Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, you have to, you have to, uh, whether, whether we like it or not, it's, it's there. Um, I I have my thoughts about it. Um speeding up the game and stuff like that. Yeah, sure. I think it would help. Um I think with alongside a lot of uh, the other guys, the ball or strike thing is just it's interesting. We you know, you don't really know what to expect, especially like you're in a wild card game or you're one game out of the playoffs on game one sixty two and you're thrown in the ninth inning you got to make sure you're on the same page. You got to make sure that the pitch you throw is the correct pitch. Um, and so I just hope a game never comes down to a shot clock violation. It's going to, <laughs> Oh yeah. Well, I think they could have done.
0: That's a great term. Shot uh, clock. I, clock I violation. There was
2: some other ideas you could come up with. Like I thought, Hey, if we have a certain amount of mound visits, if you have a shot clock violation, you lose a mound visit. Um, and then it give and take on the, on speeding up the game. Uh, then if you do that five times, then maybe you deserve a ball or a strike. So, um, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, we'll see how, how it pans out, but it would be, I think really bad for the game, for a game to end on a shot clock violation. Um, but I guess we'll see how it, how the fans react to it. And if if it helps or hurts or we'll see.
0: Yeah.
1: But, a rule or a law is only as good as the enforcement as effective as the enforcement. So I'm I'm curious. I'm sure the umpires early in the season are going to be like all on it, but like as the season goes along, I don't know. I I just, I wonder if they're going to loosen up, but I mean, the clock's going to be right there. There's somebody in the dugout's going to be chirping at him that have gone out. That's gone out. You know, I I don't, I don't know if there's any wiggle room even.
2: Yeah. It's kind of like the NFL. I mean, if you watch the playoffs, how often do you see the, um, the clock gets to zero and they snap it like right, right after you see the double zeros, it's like, but there's no flag. Um, So I would imagine that in the NFL, they're pretty, I guess, lenient as long as it's not blatant. If you get it pretty close, then, then they don't throw the flag, but we'll see. Yeah. We'll We'll see. see. (laughs)
1: All right. So the way our show works, this is episode what 72 is that what we said earlier?
0: It's Seventy-two. I ask
1: the baseball questions—the real, you know—hold your feet to the fire the hard hitting. Like you just answered, and then John here—he does not hold your feet to the fire. <laughs> he has some, he has some different stuff. Although, although sometimes I think guys have have more trouble answering John's questions than mine. But anyway, so here we go.
0: All right, okay, Joe. You know what? Settle something for us. Are you one of twelve or one of eleven kids? What was
2: that? Say that one more time. Sorry.
0: So are you one of 11 or one of 12 kids? One of 11. One of 11. Okay. So by the hey, way, guys, easy, so- easy question. <laughs> that was easy. All right. You're from River- Riverton, Utah, and you went to Riverton High School. Is that right? Yes, sir. Okay, S- sir. See, everyone sees how old I am when they look in here. Okay. Did you play any other sports when you were in high school?
2: Uh, not in high school. I stopped playing football a, a year or two before high school. Um, our team ran the wing tee and I was a quarterback. So it was like, (laughs) what's the point of handing off the ball a lot? So I just stuck with baseball. Okay.
0: Uh, you know, I, I wonder how many big brothers did you have?
2: Um, that's a good question. (laughs) Four.
0: You have four Four big brothers.
2: Three younger.
0: Three younger. Okay. So you guys were, man, I, I got to imagine, your mother probably walked around with tasers trying to keep you guys in line. There's no oh, yeah. doubt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so when you were drafted, mom, you're – My mom is a trooper. She no, she's got to be. I'll, if I ever meet her, she's just going to get a hug and a high five for what's – putting up with – So,
2: so
1: where, where are you in the 11? Are you like right in the
0: middle?
2: I'm eight. You're eight? Yeah. Okay. Still okay. Right. Girl, two boys, two girls, six boys.
0: Rattle off the names. Six boys. <laughs> six boys. Rattle off the names. Charlotte is the oldest. Old.
2: Um, thirty nine, forty. Okay. Um, she's got five kids, six kids.
0: Oh my gosh.
2: Um, and then, and then it goes: Luke, Josh, Leah, Mary, Sam, myself, Jacob, Daniel,
0: and Andrew. That's cool. That's great. I'm. I'm a. I love big families too. I'm. Uh, I've got two brothers and sisters, but we get, you know, there, when we had a mixed family at one time, there were five of us, lots to do. Yeah. Um, okay. So you're drafted, you were drafted in the 11th round by the Rangers in 2016. So this, you weren't obviously in New York, like a lot of people are, where were you when you got drafted and how did you find out?
2: Um, so I was in Riverton, Utah at my parents' house. um, uh during the draft, it was I got a lot of eight or scouts telling me that I could go to top ten, so I had the expectations of going top ten um and there's not very many guys from Utah that are drafted, so it's really hard to connect with how it works and so we were just kind of winging it um and then after the tenth round, not being drafted on that day, everybody was over at the house um It was pretty disappointing. Um, but then right when the draft ended, the Rangers called Josh, Josh Simpson called and was like, Hey, you know, we're going to, we're going to try to get you early tomorrow. And, you know, I'm like, sure you are. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. okay. We didn't want to get the hopes up again, but yeah.
0: Okay. So, uh, college, you went to Salt Lake community college. Did you have any other offers coming out of high school? Yeah,
2: I had, uh, I had some walk on offers. Um I got an offer from BYU um, to be a catcher. And then the University of Utah offered me a preferred walk-on to come over and convert to to a pitcher. Um, and I was like, I'm not a pitcher. I'm a, I'm a catcher. <laughs> um, and then when Salt Lake Community College uh, called, my best friend that I grew up playing with since I was five years old, um, he was committed there. And at that point, I was like, it wouldn't make much sense for me to go to a division one school where I probably won't play for the first year or two. Um, So I thought that was a good, good idea to go to the junior college and the hitting coach over there was, I really liked him. The whole, the whole coaching staff over there, I I really liked. So it made, it made a lot more sense for me.
1: So how did you switch to, when was the transition? Because I know you kind of like even your last year.
2: Yeah. So in my senior year, I actually threw like, I don't know, 10 innings or so. Just, you know, how high school is. Yeah. Um, and then my freshman year at college, I caught the whole time. Uh, and then going into my sophomore year, I made a joke to my, to my, our manager. And I was like, Hey, you should, you should give me an inning and let me, let me pitch an inning. And at the time he was like, no chance. We have you and one other catcher. And in junior college, you, you play double headers a lot. So it's like you, you lose one catcher and you got a guy catching four games in two days. Right. Um, so he was like, absolutely not. And at the time I wasn't hitting, I hit like two Oh five. I was really good at hitting during BP. Like I would put on a show, but during the game, I didn't, I didn't stand a chance. Um, so then my sophomore year rolls around and I was, I kept hounding my coach. And he said, I'll give you the last inning of the last fall game. Um, and if I remember right, it was against BYU. It was either BYU or U- Utah Valley. And sure enough, I he's like, all right, you got the last inning. And I warmed up in the bullpen, came in, and I was throwing like anywhere from 93 to 95. And what our, our uh, pitching coach was – he played for the Salt Lake bees forever. His name is Jeremy Berg, um, in triple A with the Salt Lake bees. And he loved Utah. So he stayed and he was helping coach. And he was like, he came up to me. And he's like, Hey, if you do that one or two more times in spring, you might, you might get yourself a free agent sign or maybe even get drafted. And so I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> All <right>. I don't like <laughs> the sound of that. Yeah. So then going into my, uh, sophomore year, the spring, I, threw, I closed out one game against Yavapai, and I was thrown hard, and I threw, I threw it well. And then we weren't winning very many games, so my coach was never like, hey, we're just going to get you innings, because I was catching two. Um, he was just kind of like, I'm not just going to throw you out there to throw you out there. So then at that point, there were scouts were calling, and he asked me, what do you think about starting? And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm good for it. So then I started starting and my velo dropped and I think it scared away some of the scouts, but the Rangers, Josh Simpson stayed by, by the whole, the whole ride. So I was definitely excited to be signing with the Rangers. That was, he, he came and visited my family, sat down and talked with us before the draft and, we were fingers crossed the whole way, hoping that the Rangers would take me.
0: Well, this question is one of my favorite to ask anybody that's been in the big leagues. And yours is fun because you made your major league debut in the middle of the summer. So you made your major league debut on June 24th, 2021. So my question that I love to ask for anybody that's had this experience, how did you find out you were going to be a big leaguer? Tell us that story.
2: Yeah, so it's kind of funny. My wife now, her birthday was on the 26th. And so I was planning this birthday gift to give her. And it was uh, a digital picture frame that I had a bunch of people in my family, her family, her friends send in quick, short uh, clips saying happy birthday and stuff like that. And I was downloading it on this picture frame. Yeah. And I live with her. So I was like, how am I going to pull this off without her knowing? So after the game, Um, I grab the picture frame. I go into the uh, clubby's office. I'm downloading it, downloading it. (laughs) And our manager, Kenny Holmberg is like, Barlow, come, I need to talk to you. And I didn't think anything of it. Um, we walked into the office and he sat down. And as soon as he looked at me, I, I was like, I either got traded or I'm, I'm getting called up. (laughs) And so my heart stops, you know, like I can't feel my body. And he's like, you're going to the big leagues. And I sat there for probably three minutes and cried before I even said a word, Um, especially with the 2020 year that how that happened and not not being at the alt site, Like it was like a, it meant a lot. It uh, it meant a lot where if I was to get called up in 2020 or prior, it would have meant a lot, but the grind of 2020 and trying to get right, it just felt like it, it all played out and, it was it was a great moment. I went outside to my girlfriend at the time, now wife. Um, and as soon as she sees me, I'm still in you know Jim shorts and a cutoff, and I'm crying. And she's like, "What happened?" And I remember looking at her and I was like, "We're going to the big leagues." And she started crying, and then yeah. you know just lots of
0: tears. Now, did you you make it? My, yeah, go ahead. My what? my takeaway
1: take from this is Kenny Holberg does not have a good poker face.
2: Yeah, I could tell how excited he was. And then our, uh, our pitching coach was in a, didn't have a shirt on and he was like, give me a hug. And it was, it was, it was like a, out of a movie.
1: So before we, before we move on, we need to talk about the, the misses because they just got married in what November, November 12th, because it's the day after my wife's birthday the day before my birthday. So I remember, Congrats. um, yeah, um, yeah. And her her father-in-law is Luis Gonzalez. Yeah. How, how is it, was it hard dating a major league all-stars daughter?
2: Um, no. Okay. He was, he's been, honestly, since I met her and met the family, they've been so generous and have taken such good care of helping me. Um, especially being in the warmer state where, you know, my parents, what do you do in Utah? Wait for the snowplows to come through the road and then play catching the, <laughs> the road with a brother. Um, but just the insight that he has and the generosity that they have is second to none. They've, they poured into me like they would their own son to try to help, um, and provide training and all sorts of stuff. So it, it was, it's definitely another family like it's been they've been awesome
1: I mean, he has one of the most i mean the most famous hit in arizona diamondbacks history
2: heck yeah
0: he won the world so series
1: it's in, in in baseball history they you know off of marion rivera the guy who can't be beaten in the postseason and they beat him i mean that, that's, that's pretty cool uh, father-in-law oh
2: for sure <laughs> he has a lot of he has he has phenomenal stories because he was when you be when you're around the game that long you're the vet in the clubhouse for 11 years or so. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, He has some great stories of just uh, giving guys hard times and kind of keeping it light and fun in the clubhouse. Does anybody do do that here? Is there anybody who's Um, the prankster or anything? uh, I mean, it's pretty light, but I wouldn't say as far as how they used to do it. And I don't know if it'll ever be like that again, Uh you know, like, setting off fireworks in your cleats or, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. They Some of those videos back in the day are like, <laughs> I have no idea. How you got away with that. <laughs> well,
0: I tell you what, we've kept you a pretty long time. I want to get a couple more real quick and we'll get you out of here. First off, what do you do in your spare time? Are you, do you play golf? Do you do any, what do you do in your spare time?
2: Yeah, I like golf. I, I'm, I try to play golf, I guess you'd say. Um, you can hear me? Yeah, absolutely. You're coming in great. Uh, yeah, I golf. Uh, my wife's brother is with the Pirates, and so we're kind of on the same schedule during the off season. Um, so we like to golf. Uh, two of my brothers just moved here from Utah, so I get to spend time with them. Um, and then me and Megan got a dog last year. He's a micro mini golden doodle. He's 16 pounds. His name is Bruce. We got him. We got him before we hired Bruce. So micro. Micro mini, and he is—he's the best. He's hilarious. <laughs> He's—he keeps me and Megan on our toes, and requires a lot of time that we would gl- gladly, gladly give him. Micro um, mini, what? Golden doodle. Golden doodle. Golden doodle. Instagram too. Okay. But and then I like to read, um, and I like to just hang out.
0: Okay, so this last one—they're adorable. Yeah, they are. Go, I've, I've got, got golden, golden retrievers. So the golden doodles, he doesn't have the vacuum issues I have. I've got to vacuum the house three times a week to keep it going. No shedding. There's no shedding on those golden doodles, which yeah. my I think my wife's rethinking that unless she loves our dogs. Last one. Now, this is a fun one that's had some great answers. It's the it's one I asked everybody. It's what's something that nobody knows about Joe Barlow. Now, we know you're part of 11, 11 kids, so you can't use that one, but some of our Good answers that we've had are stuff like Jack Lyder can't stand peanut butter. That's one. I don't know if you've heard that story. He can't stand peanut butter. Davis Wenzel had the end of his finger chopped off when he was five years old. Uh, what's some of the other ones? Uh, Chris, your, your uh, GM, Chris Young, is a, uh, is a he, he loves true crime documentaries. That's his, uh, kind of his, his uh, passion uh, or his, his spare time. What's something nobody knows about Joe Barlow?
2: That is tough. I'm a pretty open book. Um. Now I got to think of something good. I can't <laughs> just be lame. All the build up. Uh, <laughs> that is tough. I've never broke a bone. My wrist surgery was my first surgery, other than my my wisdom teeth, which don't count. Um. Right. That- right on the spot. Oh man.
0: You yeah, know, not I breaking a
2: bo-
0: Playing sports and not breaking a bone. I play. I'm. You and I are in the same boat. I've, I've. I played football and baseball my whole life. Never broke a bone except for fingers as a wide receiver. But I never broke a big bone or anything like that. So that's that's one. Give you a second, though. Is there anything bigger than that?
2: Um, I guess I used to wear headgear when I was in like sixth grade. The braces I never wore that to school. Oh, the My mom has a picture of, uh, of me. It's like clips in and goes around straps to the back. Of your Oh, head. I know. She has a I've picture of it. My brothers send it to me every, every once in a while, just to remind that, just to remind me that I, that was me in the picture. It's well, I'm, t-
0: I'm telling your brothers right now, if any of them watch this, you can DM that picture to I to me or Jeff, and we will definitely put it out on Twitter and let people it's see done. what Joe. It's done.
2: It'll be there. Okay. Yeah. It'll My brothers are the type of guys where like, if you're gonna go out on a date, yeah. And you're you know you get ready. You're leaving. You're leaving your room to go get in your car. If you look good, they're gonna say you're really wearing that out. <laughs> and if you look horrible, if you put your shirt on backwards. <laughs> they're saying hey you look good. Go get <laughs> so, I mean, it the dynamic with my brothers is hard for some people to to understand. Like I've told Megan uh if they tease you, they like you. Yep. And I even told I even told Megan when I first started dating her I was like, "Does your dad like me?" And she's like, "Of course he does. He's like very nice to you." And I'm like, "I know, but it's just you get, I feel the love when you tease me because if you're comfortable teasing me, then, you know, if you don't like somebody, you just ignore them. So, <laughs> so that definitely comes from having brothers and people that were always
0: well that, teasing you. That's it. You So you guys know, you big brothers, little brothers, get that picture to me or Jeff. We'll make sure he gets out there because we're going to give Joe a little, little uh, fun here. We're going to actually give it to him. Now, Jeff, you got anything else before we get Joe out of here?
1: nothing else it's time for it's time for joe to go and (laughs) do something else go see that micro mini
0: yeah absolutely well listen joe thanks so much for stopping down i know it's a busy uh off season spring training and all of that but we really appreciate you taking time to come in here and and have some fun with us. yeah anytime
2: Uh, i i enjoy doing this stuff so (laughs) anytime
0: all right (laughs) thanks a lot that's joe barlow right-handed pitcher for the texas rangers thanks joe Big thanks to Joe Barlow there for coming on with us. But now, guys, it's time to go down in the bus leagues. And Jeff, let's get into the minor league stuff. Uh, actually, the minor leaguers—when do they technically? When are they supposed to report? I know they're there, but yeah, I, uh,
1: there. March fifth and sixth is when they'll they'll be here. Um, then they'll Officially. have then they'll have some workouts. Then they'll have a, a few days of interest squad games, and then uh, and then they'll start playing. Uh, other Not other minor games. league teams from around the, the the Cactus League,
0: and we'll be there for those inter squad games. I believe is that when we're there.
1: Yeah, yeah, we will be, and we may even get one of the first few uh, first few you know uh, spring training games for them.
0: Yeah, you mentioned this today in your article uh, that that you wrote today at rangerstoday.com. Five ninety nine a month, sixty dollars for the year, thirty five just for the for the season. But uh, great point, guys. If there's somebody that you want to see some video of, somebody that you want to try to get a question answered, do something like that, reach out to Jeff and I, and we will try to make every accommodation to get that done. We can certainly get video of anyone, uh, but getting a question answered, I'll certainly try. These guys, when they get a break in between fields or something, sometimes they'll stop down, especially if it's a funny one. We'll try to get it out okay so march 5th and 6th are supposed to be there but i know some of them are here now so who who's hanging around there oh now? yeah it's
1: it's 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 growing by the day um um but um to uh yeah yesterday i ran into our buddy brock porter um cool. and, and and talked to him i missed his bullpen session though i was down shooting i don't know, video of Corey seager batting or something ridiculous and uh i, I really wanted to see that but uh he's he's here um he said he's been here five or six weeks, which takes you all the way back basically to the start of the year. Um, Josh Steven, uh, the, the kid from Grand, South Grand Prairie High, right. uh, he's here. Mitch uh, Brad is here, of course, because he's he's going to pitch for Team Canada. There are a lot of guys. Dane Acker. Uh, today, when I was walking in from, from the backfields, um, I ran into the group of the, the, young, the young Dominican stars, uh, Glider Figueroa, Anthony Gutierrez. Uh, Danny or Cueva, they were taking batting practice. So I, I shot some video of them, said hello to them. They actually remembered who I am, so that was, that was encouraging. Uh, still a big language barrier there, but we could at least say hello. Um, so yeah, there are guys all over the place. and um, the, the, way, the way that this typically works, uh, you know minor league camp will start. Uh, you know my, I think minor league opening day this year is April 1st so it's the day after, uh, day after the Rangers opened the season. Um, but they, you know, they, they'll come in built up. They're building up now. Um, you know, the the guys who are in major league camp, the non roster invitees or even guys who are on the 40 man roster who are, who are probably not going to make the team. They'll, they'll eventually get reassigned. Uh, if they're not on the, if they're not on the 40 man, technically they get reassigned to minor league camp. If right. they are on the man, they get optioned to minor league camp. Um, it, it that that'll probably start happening right around the time that minor league games start, so probably right about the time we're here. Um, you know we get here on the eighth john and, and the Rangers play a road game that day uh in Scottsdale so we well, uh, I don't know if we're going to want to go to Scottsdale or not, but we'll see <laughs> uh, but anyway, um the next day is a Rangers off day right. and you know the minor leaguers will will have their workouts and such. Uh, but everybody in minor league camp will be off, but off days in minor league camp or in major league camp are usually where they sit down and meet and decide, do we need to start getting these guys on their, their routine for, for the minor leagues. So, yeah. Uh, that, that next day, the 10th is when you might see some, some, uh, some moves, some, that, that big league camp roster getting smaller in the, the minor league clubhouse, which is already filled with the gills, getting more guys put in there. Uh, you know, and and it's guys who, who, you know, you know, it's, it's, uh, Jack Leiter, Kumar Rocker, uh, Antoine Kelly, who's, who's been pretty impressive uh, uh, guys like that who are going to be in the minor leagues, they'll, they'll get pushed out of their out of that big league clubhouse pretty soon. Nothing yep. that they did wrong. Just kind of the, you know, you run out of innings as sure. the, as the starters and cactus, cactus league games, the, the minor, the major league pitchers who, you know, need innings. Yep. They get the priority on the innings. And so, for the minor league guys to pitch they either have to pitch in minor league games or b games and, and yep. that's just a that's just the reality of it they didn't do anything wrong it's just it's just time so um i got that's kind of how that works
0: i got an interesting minor leaguer to talk about actually because he's back with the rangers now um you saw him the other day and that's joe Pala yeah. who who is you know what I've always liked Joe. Met Joe that first year I started covering the Rangers. One of the first things I ever did was go out to Frisco Media Day um, as credential media and met Joe. It was really nice, met his father, uh, really great family. He was off with the Giants. He's just had some very bad luck. But that is a guy who was ranked higher than than Brock Burke. Um, as a left-handed pitcher, the spin rate on his fastball was crazy. Um, he's back, and and that might be somebody. Look, he's not going to be in big league camp. He's down in minor league camp. Um, that could go to Frisco and and or go to uh, to uh, Round Rock and pitch out of that bullpen. That that's legitimately a guy we might see here by the end of the year.
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, he he. If you look at his minor league numbers, they are fantastic.
0: Absolutely, uh,
1: they they really are.
0: High strikeout uh, I, guy. I, I,
1: yeah, and I, I I think though that his um, just the the physical issues he's encountered the last Ulcerative colitis or
0: whatever you call it colitis and, and some
1: some of the things have been yeah he has ulcerative colitis which you know is, is hard to manage but it seems like they're able to manage that you know that's why he was never able to keep weight uh, right. why and why they think he lost strength and eventually would would continue to get injured it was because he couldn't keep any food you know he, he couldn't keep food in his system you know he couldn't couldn't keep the weight on uh but you know they think they have that under control i I think you know you can kind of give up on this on him starting at this point
0: yeah
1: you know yeah, and we've all seen how stuff how these former starters their stuff plays up really well as relievers um look he's left-handed he's 28 so he's still got a live arm so i don't don't think mid nineties there's no, there's no risk, you know? I mean, he's, he's not in major league camp. This is a straight minor league deal. So, uh,
0: Did you talk to him?
1: Maybe he can, what? Did you talk to him? We talked to him a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I had nothing on the record. He was just standing in line to get, for his physical. Um, but he said he feels great and he's just happy to have the opportunity. And maybe, maybe after being, you know, baseball will humble you and, and maybe, you know, he got humbled last year and and maybe he's got a new appreciation for things but um yeah if he can if he can stay healthy if he can make the triple a team uh he's got a chance to 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 grab some attention and then open some eyes so uh, hey, he, we hope so probably he settle he'd,
0: yeah. yeah he'd probably settle for for double a too i mean just get out there and and face batters and do it, or do you think that, that it's triple a or nothing for him
1: uh i I'm not sure um uh, you know, if you're 28 and you're at AA, that's generally not a good thing. Um, I I, w- I would think there'd be places for him in Round Rock. Um, it it could buy the Rangers a little time to
0: with some of the other so guys. I don't feel yeah.
1: like they have to push like a Mark Church uh, to AAA. You know, send Mark Church back to AA and let him work and earn his his way to, to AAA. Um, and there are other guys in that that same boat. But um, look, I I you know. If, if Joe Palumbo is pitching well, why wouldn't you try to find a spot for him?
0: Absolutely, and I th- I think he'd settle for anything if you'd let him if you let him pitch. That's I'm talking about him personally. If if they said you know what we just we don't have, we have a guy at high A we don't want to bring up go to double A and face batters and do something. Plumbo would probably do it in a heartbeat just to be in a pro organization throwing the ball and uh, trying to prove that he might could get back to the big leagues.
1: Yeah, and you know if 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 his deal comes with an out. Or sure. if if he is to find the, you know, if there were to be a, an opportunity somewhere else, the Rangers would let him go. You know, sure. no hard feelings and uh, give him a chance to to do that. But, um yeah, hey, hopefully it happens with the Rangers because he's a, just he's a, a good kid. Good I, guy and good yeah. story.
0: Anybody else before we get out of here? This has been a pretty good show. I have Barlow on here before we run out. Anybody you want to talk about? You know, uh, n- not, not.
1: Particularly, I, I just think that a lot, a lot of these young guys, a lot of these, generally speaking, the, the young pitchers, the Rangers, the guys who are watching the Rangers know that the Rangers have a ton of of young young arms. It's just a matter of of having some of them hit, and you know they're not all going to hit, and they're not all going to hit for the Rangers. I mean, the Rangers didn't uh, didn't trade anybody this off season. They have, they you know, if they're in contention, they have they have pieces that they can trade. Sure. But it may be guys that you want to see pitch for the Rangers in the future, but, um, that's just, that's just the way baseball works. There's two kinds of currency. There's money and there's prospects. And, yeah. um, but the, I mean, they're, they're really good. Like I asked Nate of all the, um, who are some of the young guys who caught your attention? I said, I said, who are three young guys? He goes three, that's, that's going to be too hard. And he he named off about nine. Yeah. And then, uh, but, but unif- uniformly, um, it seems like Mark Church, Cole Reagan's, and Ricky Vanasco are the are the, uh, the three who who are opening have, eyes have have caught the most eyes. So um, anyway, we'll see. I'm I'm still informally polling guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna write that story. Uh, I don't know, maybe this weekend. But um, that's always something I like to do. Is once once the workouts are over, who who who's been impressive? And yeah, um, I have a pretty good list going right now. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, listen, if that's it, guys, we're going to get out of here. Uh, Once again, a big thanks to Premier Properties for sponsoring spring training. Um, Again, go to that website. It's swdallasrealty.com. That's SW, like Southwest, dallasrealty.com. Phone number is 972-298-4000. Hit me up at all if you have any real estate needs you're looking at or or, um, investment, especially. Jeff, have a safe trip out tomorrow night. I know you're gonna have some more stuff coming up. By the time you guys are watching this, he's gonna already be back in Dallas before we get ready for our trip out there uh, when the minor leaguers get. Guys, and we thank you all for being a part of this one. And like we say at the end of every one of these, until next time, we will see you at the yard. Roxo
1: Media House.